Hey everyone, welcome to the Indie Basketball Podcast. Uh, this is where the Indie Rock meets NBA's finest, and, and today we're doing our little ISO ball. We're going one-on-one. We got a conversation with Nick Ewing of Local Natives. really yeah i really appreciate you joining this is this is fun uh we like to i like to have uh some people on and and just kind of talk some hoops talk some music and it's really really what we're all about right so uh it's a a good time too i feel like it's a really good time for nba there's so much going on oh yeah i uh i feel like this is like the perfect uh microcosm of my world so this is made (laughs) for me yeah it's perfect um for those that don't know, uh, Nick is a member of Local Natives, uh, and he, you also run uh, your own record label, right? Yeah, I started a new small label kind of over quarantine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been uh, toying with this idea for a while, but yeah, start this, start this new label, which has been really fun. Awesome. And, what, what made you want to do that, I guess? Um, I guess, uh, I don't know how to put it, just I wanted to be a part of making uh, art and music in, in ways that I guess I couldn't before. And, and I also yeah. control, control, that's a bad word to use. I also, uh, I guess I'm controlling of our, like the band aesthetic a lot too. And so I always really liked record labels who was like, this label has an aesthetic and just helping young artists, like, like I can, I can do the design, I can produce, like I just want to help you and get you on your feet and go do sure. rather stuff than me afterwards. <laughs> and you are you are a graphic designer as well yeah 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 i do a lot of the band stuff and a bunch of other stuff too but yeah awesome i yeah i'm, I'm a designer as well and i've seen a lot of your work it's it's very good stuff i'm always like really blown away especially the you've done the local natives artwork as well yeah uh we've collaborated with a lot of people which has been super yeah. fun but um but yeah I, I handle a lot of it as well very awesome man yeah it's it's great um so d- with local natives, uh, do you guys have any new music in the works or like uh, you planning any shows for the upcoming? Yeah, we're doing our first post pandemic or quarantine show in like a few weeks here in LA, yeah. which is uh, going to be very emotional. Um, but yeah, we only have a few California shows this year. It still feels mm-hmm. like you know, such a wild card if things will event shows will happen. So these are all outdoors. So we just do a few. And then hopefully next year, but we're actually, uh, uh, depending on which one of you ask of us five, uh, I would say we're about halfway done with the new album. Maybe if you ask other people, it's higher or lower, but, (laughs) um, yeah, we're in the middle of a a new record, which is, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Sometimes in the middle of record making, you lose uh, clarity, but I think we're halfway done. I think it's really rad. Really sweet. excited. Yeah. Uh, what's the pandemic really been like? I know you start. You said you started a record label, so that's kind of given you some occupation of it. But what's it been like as a band? We uh, we're pretty close to the five of us, so yeah. I feel like we were just like we were just like zooming weekly just to like hang out, like like the beginning when it was just like For weird, sure. you know. Yeah. And then uh, I felt like maybe like 
we didn't do anything for like six months. And then we started, what was kicked it off? Oh, we did a live stream. And that was like the first time we got back together. Um, I don't know. I felt like it was just, I guess for everybody, just weird. And you're trying to figure out as you go. Yeah. And then we, we did, um, we did like a covers EP, which is going to come out later this year. Like we were just, nice. we were just started doing little stuff here and there and getting our feet wet. And then it wasn't until like, maybe beginning of this year like let's let's just make a record sure was there a lot of like uh independent writing i guess and then like did you guys all bring stuff together or was it kind of like let's just take it slow and then then you came together to start a new album kind of later on i think there was there was definitely independent right we we we're so collaborative we're like all right the pandemic starts like we'll just um there's gonna be a new era we're gonna like everyone write and email to each other and then you work on it and send it back. And then that just, it just didn't work. Like we have to like be in a room and like hash it out, you know? Um, yeah. So there was like, it was like, oh, this could be like a new era. And it, it just wasn't, <laughs> we couldn't, we couldn't For do sure. it. So, so mean, we, it's so really interesting together. seeing like, you know, some bands are able to do that. Some bands are able to just kind of like, I write my track, I send it to you and then we'll just keep building on it. But like some really require the, the togetherness and like the, the, the jam ability. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like we're, uh, uh, to quote Adam Levine, I feel like we're a dying breed, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, uh, it's like, you know, I have my label, I work with other artists and like I've produced music and it's just a way different thing as opposed to like the five of us in a room. And it's, uh, yeah, it's still special. So I'm, I'm excited that we still have that where it's like, we can't just, I guess we could just <laughs> we haven't been successful we can't just sure. all back and forth and like all right you do your part i'll do my part and yeah i mean when you got something that works like why you know you keep doing it if that's the way you guys work well yeah um yeah. cool uh i guess outside of local natives musically i know it's it's been uh there's been a lot of stuff come out the past year is there anything you're in particular enjoying musically from this past year or this year so far i guess this year uh, I've been so excited about the the new Dark Side record. Uh, that first song came out like six months ago, and and I mm-hmm. know one of the two, uh, friendly we were with them, and it's just yeah, I've been even texting him, just like it's it's so rad. I, I, yeah. I'm so stoked they're back together. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's really inspiring music uh, yeah it's shit that it just like happens and i just have no idea what's going on or just like yeah, sure makes me want to make music in a different way it is so sick i think they're sick um i'm trying to think what else but the jpeg mafia i love everything he does i think he's sick of course i know a lot of people are obsessed with the new tyler as well yeah that record is cool i yeah. feel like for like in this bizarre he's like like a pop star now yeah right cool. yeah for sure he didn't he win a grammy like his last album i think so which is it blows my mind considering like especially some of his earlier stuff the kind of lyrics that he had <laughs> yeah such a bizarre uh, yeah like alternate reality we've, we've i mean good for him though. though yeah totally i mean it's sick i'd rather him than i don't know katie perry's <laughs> yeah. album or something for sure yeah uh cool man and that's salt the, it's like the uk duo okay i haven't heard that like, one it's like s-a-u-l-t they're like it's, it's super vibey and but they're cool. supposed to be like kind of anonymous you can't 
but you can kind of figure out who they are. Sure. You like know, the, remember, the remember gorillas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember that early 2000s trick? When no one knew Damon Albarn was in the gorillas, which never <laughs> happened. Yeah. I was just talking uh, to uh, my wife about this the other day, that era of, especially indie bands, when you would try to make a name you couldn't Google. Like that was a whole <laughs> idea when you were just like, yeah, like other stuff. I'm trying to like... I mean, that's just the thing in general now. Like, if you're starting even a brand, like, that's the like one of the first things you want to do. It's like really hard. It, yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard nowadays to do anything that's not Googleable. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, like, what kind of uh, examples did you think of? Uh, I guess I'm, I'm I'm so hesitant to to roast anybody. I don't know. <laughs> I won't admit you out anyone. No, right. no, that's all good. I will say, because uh, they're also friends, so it's cool. Uh, Colts, I felt like when they started, it was like if you Googled Colts and then Colts music, yeah. like you, you just couldn't find anything. And that was like, especially oh. like a noun. Yeah. Yeah. And then there'd be like, I guess Grizzly Bear kind of did it, like uh, American football, like uh, right. uh, foxing, dry cleaning, all this. Like, I guess it's coming back. Sure. It's just like, I guess good luck googling grizzly bear band yeah it's, before they were, just, they were yeah if you're named after just like a, a popular word but like yeah american football it's only used in such like a specific way so if you're looking for music related to american football you know what you're looking for totally definitely so I guess, definitely i guess spotify changed all that but <laughs> yeah, it was yeah such that's a true. cool era when you were just like that was the indie thing to do like how do i <laughs> make it so hard to find my right. band or my artist. Yeah. When, uh, when I was in high school, uh, I was, I had myself an emo band and it was like, how could you make the most emo sounding name ever? And ours was the side effects of summer. And I'm like, that nails it. <laughs> Just like cool. we're 14 years old. What do we have to worry about? Just the side effects of summer. <laughs> Which, as I try and think back on, is like, like... You always have to have a season. Your band name reminded me of my friend's band name. They're called Waiting for Autumn. It's just, it feels like the same... Uh, From Autumn to generator. Ashes. Yeah. yeah. There's, there were so many. And I think, yeah, yeah my, my, my buddy had one that was like named Autumn or something as well. It's just, it's just kind of how you, how you do it. It's what yeah, you know, but, the seasons. But which no one ever calls it Autumn. You're, like, yeah. you're trying to be poetic. and like Right. <laughs> It's it's fall, and we, yeah. this is yeah. the this isn't the end of five hundred days of summer. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, Want to talk some hoops? Yeah, I'll, I'll try as much as I can to, to keep up. Like you <laughs> you're got some a, you're a Clippers fan, right? On your on your page, yeah, I'm a Clippers fan. L.A. Okay. Uh, a, I, uh, it was mostly like I grew up a Lakers fan, then moved to L.A. and Lakers fans. I'll take it. They're pretty annoying. And then, uh, and then moved to LA and it was just so cheap to go to Clippers games. Like you could right. go for like 10 bucks. So I'll just go to Clipper games all the time and became a Clipper, like money. Yeah. Where did you, where did you grow up? San Diego. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, which would make sense. I mean, technically weren't the Clippers originally San Diego. Yeah. For like two seasons, you know, <laughs> in the seventies yeah. or something. So yeah, you're naturally it's Clippers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how did you feel about uh, their their playoff run? I know I can't imagine too happy. 
No, I was, it was a little bummer, but actually I f- maybe I'm like inside it a bit. I was pretty, I was pretty excited. Like I feel like taking, closing out uh number one team without Kawhi, like we just did four in a row. Mm-hmm. And then even, I guess, Suns to six, but like two of those games were just like the law. And there was another weird, I guess, the Paul free throw game. It was yeah. just like, we could have won two of those without Kawhi. Like it felt like, um, I don't know. I, I, everything I'm reading on my my obsessive <laughs> log, like he's back, but we just have a gap year. But just like with him, like I felt like, like we got this, baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we go that far without him. So were you afterwards? Were you rooting for the Suns just because of Chris Paul? I I started, and then it uh, he was pretty annoying. I got it. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like when the player's on your team and you're like, why does everyone hate him? Like, like Pat Bev for sure is that player yeah, where it's just like, definitely. I know when he's not a Clipper, he, he will annoy me. But he. Joakim Noah had that effect too. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a Chicago guy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, and it was also like a little PTSD of like those Clipper runs before because Chris Paul would just like, they would get a lead and then he would start like playing the refs versus playing the team, you know, like trying to play sure. fouls and stuff instead of just like, just win the game, put your foot yeah. on the gas pedal. He plays the secondary game for yeah. sure. Like he tries to get the mental game going. Yeah. And uh, so at a certain point I was just enjoying it, but I definitely like teared up watching Giannis like win. it was like, I felt like emotional. Yeah. It was just, it yeah. got me. I, I didn't care who. Yeah. At a certain point I'm like, both these teams like they deserve to win it's small markets it's it's not like la versus boston it's like i'm very happy with this yeah yeah i had a, I had a good time and it was cool for you honest yeah for, for sure. sure and it's weird with the lakers or the clippers rather i i don't know why this is but they they get so much hate for never having been like a dynasty <laughs> and i just Do don't understand why you you can sense it from afar. I I feel like the Clippers get a lot of hate, and I don't understand why. Because they're I mean they haven't been like a super winning team or anything. No, I, I would agree, but I just didn't know if it was like the when you're inside of it, you're like everyone hates us. But yeah, it does feel like I don't. Maybe they've just been like the I don't know, the laughing stock or something. But it's so <laughs> weird, like. Like Cleveland Browns are finally good, and I right. don't feel like I would roast them. It's like you still suck for so long. It's like, all right, cool. You're. I mean, hey, not a joke. Anymore. I think I think everyone was rooting for the Cubs when they were in the World Series, right? Yeah. Oh, I watched that. Game. I was on tour, uh, and I watched it just because it was like I had no interest. It was like this is cool. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's, it's a fun. It's fun to watch those teams do well. I don't and and I don't. People want the Clippers to lose. I don't. I don't. I don't know why. I do think part of it is maybe that's what drove me away from Lakers. And then I'll roof them when yeah. like the Clippers are out, but like their fans are so uh I don't know, aggressive yeah. and I'll say toxic. Which is I mean just and then it's maybe, their city. Like there's murals everywhere and it's cool. Yeah. But, um, you both play in the same stadium. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like you, you won. So it's like well, yeah. it's like the sore winner mentality. It's right, like, right. Yeah. I do feel like uh 
maybe the players that you've gotten in the past year has fueled that. Like people don't want to root against Kawhi and people want to root against Pat Bev, even Paul George for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we've had, weird. even if you go back to like, I guess CP. I think people like that team with Blake and, and DeAndre. You think so? From afar, you think there was a, I mean, I definitely like that team because it's like it's Lob City. Like, what's not to like about this? Oh, yeah. Just highlights all the time. Yeah. I mean, DeAndre yeah. Jordan uh, destroying Brandon Knight was like the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say without sounding like too much of a homer, but like even like like the Paul George stuff has been like so like obsessive and overdrawn. Like he like crushed yeah. it this postseason playoff and, peak right <laughs> but yeah and i i get i get getting roasted he said it like three years ago i know and like oh here, here's here's i'll get on my soapbox uh <laughs> i feel like dame has has got so much goodwill and he's incredible but like if you look at dame's playoff resume and paul george's like i feel like paul george's is better or maybe they're exactly the that's, same i mean that's an interesting argument for sure um yeah it, it's tough because Paul George will have one bad game and people will just like the internet is not forgiving. No. So it's people will remember. And it's unfortunate because it's like, I guess, I guess Dame has had less, uh, he has had a higher baseline, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I would, I would yeah. I mean, Paul George is, is still an elite player. Yeah. But like also Dame has got swept in the first round, like twice, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's seeking a trade. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, tomorrow is the start of free agency. Do you think Kawhi is going to stick around? Kawhi's here, baby. I'm calling it here. Yeah. The, he's locking in with the player option. Okay. The, the woes. No, no, no. The woes of Indy. He's uh, <laughs> all the blogs I've read. He opts out and he's doing a new deal or he opts in. I think, I think the whole thing, and I get why people are roasted clippers because we've always been roasted he wanted to get the 10-year um max deal yeah so he signed this shorter contract to get to year 10 just to sign it then he's he i could definitely, I mean, I could definitely see it. Other, he's hey. got a good base they just need to kind of one just try again and two like maybe get a, a few supporting roles like it sucks you lost montrez last year yeah yeah it was a I, the one that really hurt was lou i felt like yeah, he he carried us for a while. Like the the uh, what the comeback Golden State game, like Lou scoring like fifty or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I I really feel like this this was our year. Just run it back, you know, yeah. make little tweaks, and if you add Kawhi to the team we had, I mean, as long as you're staying healthy and you have Paul George and you have Kawhi Leonard playing at the same time, you have a good shot. <laughs> Yeah. So and and, uh, and T Man, our third option, and Reggie Jackson are like yeah. just coming alive. Like I felt like, yeah. And yeah, definitely. We got. And you also uh, did you watch any of the NBA draft? I did. We got uh, surprisingly uh, got like a, the Clippers got a pick and a decent pick at that. Yeah, I was so surprised. He was like on none of the. Um, like all the the mock drafts for us, you know, because right. he was also like in the teens or something. I think he uh, he was he had kind of fallen more recently, but yeah, I mean he's he was at one point a, a lottery prospect. Yeah, 
and I feel like he's uh he's like perfect for like he's like defensive minded like can be the next Pat Bev or something for us right it's, yeah it'll be curious I'll be curious to see because I mean rookies don't ever get that much playing time up front but you know he could still have an impact as like a you know a, a bench kind of impact role It does feel like uh, it's a. I guess if I it was if I was coaching the team or GMing, like this is a gap year. Develop some dudes and kind of like PG MVP season. Like I don't think he could win it, but just like he was like top three with OKC. Just like build, like get him back on his feet. I mean, he already yeah. is, but just like get him like firing on all cylinders and right. then have quite the next year. We're good to go. I think a lot of people had issue too with they from afar they thought that the locker room was like divided, especially after the bubble. Yeah, which may be true, but it seems like I, they got it back together. I think it was, and I think I mean I don't want to if Montrez listens to this podcast, <laughs> but I think I think there was the divide of like the old you know like the Montrez and Lou like carry the team before, and then Kawhi is like really quiet, mm-hmm. and so it's just like they were still the loudest ones in the locker room and and then Montrez lost the Denver series for us like he was just he couldn't guard anybody and so it was like this this whole like probably blame game and and then he went to Lakers on a on a like a real undervalued contract it felt like as a fuck you and then he thought it was a sure thing too (laughs) they traded him yeah yeah it's wild he thought he totally thought like in the Lakers first round exit, man. Like, yeah, it's just it's not a sure thing. Clearly, injuries are an issue, but totally. How do you how what do you think of uh, all the more recent news? Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. Um, um, I I love it. I love to see the. Uh, I don't know. I want to call him like out of touch with reality, <laughs> like Lakers, because like I feel like all their threads are like we're gonna add. Lowry and Chris Paul, let's run it. And everyone's like, Do you guys know there's a salary cap, right? Right, right. <laughs> and so I feel, I feel like, like, it, like Lakers and Yankees are have like those fans have like the same mentality. Like, we're going to get every big player this trade deadline. Yeah. And we're going to get, yeah, we're going to get everyone. We're going to be even more stacked to our already stacked team. Totally. And like my brother's still a Lakers fan and he's like so stoked. But I kind of love, I feel like it's a step backwards. There's, you have three players who all are in the paint. You got rid of like your two best shooters. I know everyone's like, they're going to add some shooters, but it's just like, so game seven is decided on some mid-level exception. You haven't signed yet. Like taking corner right. threes like that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm stoked. I feel like they're just, interesting. they Lakers like love star power. So that's the whole thing, but like, right. Just run it back. Like they, you had the same team. You need support. If, if 80 is healthy, then you're in good shape. Yeah. And you got rid of all your support cast in the last right. two years. It's it's really it's very cool of you to, despite being a Clippers fan, to be like, I love this trade. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, that's what's so fun about all it. It's just like we're just watching soap operas and it's yeah. super fun, you know. Totally. I've yeah. I've always said that the NBA now is is closer to pro wrestling than anything else. <laughs> It's like all that. about the, the the personalities and like your gimmick. Yeah, you're buying like, into a plot line and a story. Totally, there there yeah. is like ESPN creates like a storyline for the NBA every year. 
Yeah. Is, did, did you listen to um speaking of that comparison, uh the whistleblower podcast? I have not. I think I I think you'll love it. It was about that um I forget his name. Pat Donahue, the the ref who was like making bets like in oh, the yeah, 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And it's about is he, him. Wait, is he the guy who ejected Tim Donahue. Duncan for nothing? Yes. Okay. Pat Donahue was like a TV personality, right? Uh yeah. Pat something. Anyways, he uh it's this whole podcast and it seemed like the NBA made him like the fall guy, like it was just like, oh, it's just like one bad apple, you know, like bad actor. But he's like, no, the NBA is more like pro wrestling than you realize. Like, there's a reason why. Like, this year's a good example. NBA would love for Lakers versus like a tri state team. That's better ratings Absolutely. than like two small market. And not that they're like fixing, straight out fixing games, but it's just like you can get a star and foul trouble in the beginning of the third. Like, no one's really watching, and you can kind of just like press some buttons and push the yeah. game you want i mean i i, I kind of love like the conspiracy angle for sure but i totally buy into it because remember bill simmons back like what 10 years ago oh yeah yeah he's like he was at the nba draft and he's like nba's rigged <laughs> Kyrie got they got cleveland got the first pick to get Kyrie, and it's just yeah they lost lebron i get it yeah or even uh i guess zion and ad like it was just like all right we feel bad or personal to me Derek Rose you know the Bulls getting number one pick despite having a 0.08 odds <laughs> yeah like oh Chicago is a big market they've been losing for a while we should get thrown a bone yeah which I, I I I mean if you're in charge I get it too like you you, you want Chicago to be good versus like yeah uh, Memphis crushing it like right no shade on Memphis, but you know it's not gonna get the national well, attention. If the NBA is rigged, I'm still waiting for my turn because because <laughs> they're like they're good. You got your turn. You got your. You got I know. Like the whole I, I was too young to really like enjoy it. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I mean, I I remember like the later half of the Jordan years, but like, yeah. I don't know. I Levine and, and Vucevic like. They're great. They're like the Bulls are good-ish. They mm-hmm. just, I just don't know if they can really get there. I'm curious to see how they develop this year. You think they blow it up? No, I don't think they blow it up. I think this is their year to push it. Oh, okay. I think because they traded for Vooch for like they have him for another year or two, okay. and I think they either have to like sign some some role players and hope that their draft picks grow, like Patrick Williams and Kobe White. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I love rooting for the Bulls. It's just because Levine has been awesome the past few years. I uh, I'm rooting for him. I feel like he's cool, and but yeah. from afar, just like it, it never felt like a good situation. Right. Um, I guess uh, a question I have is is so kind of connecting again. Do other members of the band are they are they they share basketball interests? No. <laughs> i've so, noticed uh, this it's usually like one member one yeah. member's got is it. that is, is that from all the bands you've talked to that's the thing i so far i mean the last episode i did was with diet sig and it's just the two of them but okay. i i yeah like i had dikembe on and it's wow. like two of them were on so like two out of the five are like i can i can cover i can cover for the band and just represent us for basketball yeah 
So it's 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 interesting to see that. The, I haven't the, met like a band that's like everyone is like a diehard. I think I think if everyone was a diehard, you wouldn't be in indie music. You'd be yeah. like a blogger or like uh like have a normal job or something. Maybe <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's uh, or or for some reason you'd be like a themed band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a covers like, band or something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, but uh, they'll entertain yeah. me. They'll like, they're they're all pretty down for the ride. So if it's like a playoff game, um, watch it on the bus or like go to a bar. Yeah. But it's also been pretty fun. Where like I remember, uh, finals happened like our last last time we toured, uh, twenty nineteen. But just like mm-hmm. the opening band was was super into Toronto. Oh, um, nice! This Toronto's got a big fan base. Yeah, but they're Australian. They're this oh, okay. little kids, and so I would just like go in their green room and just we would just watch basketball because <laughs> I would annoy my band if I put on in our green room. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know uh, uh, Stephen from the band Pup has been a, a big vocal, like he's been a vocal proponent of the Toronto Raptors, and he's the drake had, of indie. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and also I, I know you, you've you comment on the post, but like Portugal, the man, I feel like is they have been like ambassadors for the Blazers, which is like you don't see that often. No, I feel like they rep Portland so hard too. Which they really do. Good. Like to, uh, they've like like hung out with Dame Lillard, which is like blows my mind. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, friendly with Paramore, and they played uh, Steph Curry's like thirtieth birthday. <laughs> Which was kind of funny. It was just because it seemed like none of them, like I don't say cared, but it was like, oh, he's he's cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's a personality uh, that I can get down with. Yeah, yeah, but I'm still waiting for that. I, I don't even know who would like local natives. I feel you like you be- think local natives are gonna play at Kawhi's birthday bash? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we're gonna get on the Culture Jam next day. No, okay. Uh, okay, <laughs> I've talked about. Friend of mine, I, I, we were trying to guess. Like, there's got to be like one fan out there, and I'm just trying to guess who it could right. be. It's definitely like, dude, maybe not. I don't know. Just like it feels like <laughs> I, I have no idea who the one player who likes us is. <laughs> I've 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 noticed that too on my account. Like, there's obviously. Of, of a favor of I talk to musicians when I talk to NBA players, but there's like I'm still waiting for like the NBA player to chime in who's like super into it. Like I did read that Josh Richardson is like into like the national and shit. No way. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there, like there's, there's I would love like to get in touch with Josh Richardson. <laughs> yeah. Of the Sixers now? Did he just get? Yeah, Boston he was in the Sixers. Or Boston. I don't know where he is at now. I mean, he went from Miami to the Sixers. And I think I thought he was still at the Sixers. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. You're DMing him. Just you know, send us send him our album. See what he thinks. I know, right? We can yeah. link you guys up. Um, cool. So I I sent you along with the email. Uh, play a little game. Play a little game of uh, I have when I have people on. We we compare players of your team to what is like. What do they sound like? You know, like what is what is their like whether you go into play style or whether you just like based off their name, whatever it is, yeah. What is what is your justification for what this player sounds like? And I'll, I have mine too, and we can kind of go back and forth and compare. Cool. I um uh, I did my homework. There you go. Awesome. So we can start with who we were just talking about, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. 
So I, I guess with all my choices, I went um, career and perception. And because he's an alien who's super bizarre and I think a genius in a weird way, uh, I went FKA Twix. Ooh. Like really, really like a genius, but really like alien and bizarre. Sure. Misunderstood. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. uh cool for <laughs> mine is like i i always like to try and like push push why <laughs> so it's like <laughs> oh, at first it's like all right explain uh yeah. my pick for Kawhi was elliot smith uh <laughs> because I, I all right he is he's very very good but he is absolutely zero fun <laughs> yeah uh and plus he's always kind of like i feel like Kawhi's always had this like lone wolf vibe yeah, and it's just like he's a solo artist, so that makes sense to me. Doesn't doesn't like press like at all. <laughs> yeah, just, just wants the work to speak for himself for itself. Exactly, exactly. I'm not saying he's like sad all the time or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's the talented guy. He's just again misunderstood, maybe. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I like that connection. I was going like so like one in a million bizarre. Like, I mean, I love that. Yeah. Is, like, She's she's an alien. She's a genius alien, <laughs> right? And I think Kawhi is too. Yeah, I my feeling about FKA Twigs is like like Kanye, but but more enjoyable <laughs> to me. What Kanye should have been, yeah. Like one. like they both have their like out there artistry, but I just yeah. like vibe more with uh, FKA Twigs lately, yeah. at least. I mean, she's like top ten for me right now. I feel like yeah, she's, yeah. everything she does is so cool for sure. Uh, okay, the next one is another current player, uh, and that's as you mentioned, Pat Bev. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'm gonna explain my picks before I <laughs> say the name. I I was I think he does one or two things really well, um, and he's pretty annoying, and he's polarizing. So if you're if you like him, you're all in. If you're not, you're just like. Wait, are we going with Kanye again? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going with uh, the Growlers. Oh, okay, interesting. I feel like they, they got a thing, and if you're in, you're all in, and if you're not, you're just like, all right, they just made the same album. I like that. I like that. And they're pretty okay. kind of annoying. Let's <laughs> say, hey man, you, you say what you want. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm stirring. You. I'm stirring this indie. This indie. Pop, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we got to start some some NBA style rivalries on this podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm all that. We've yeah, our band. We always talk. It's like indie rock is just so nice. Generally, local and, natives are the the Detroit Pistons bad boys. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The so for Pat Bev, I had so he's he's a very aggressive player. Mm-hmm. He's not for everyone. Uh, very intense. Dillinger escape plan. Whoa. <laughs> he's aggressive, man. He was he will get up in your face. But describing like Jesus era Kanye. I guess they all could be <laughs> yeah. Kanye. Kanye could yeah. really be anyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh Dillinger, yeah. But I guess with Dillinger, do you think you think you could get like like women into Dillinger? I don't know. I doubt there's a, a lot of women in their fan base. Valid point. Are there a lot of women who are like into Pat Bev? No, but I feel like I could. I can get my wife on board. Sure. 
he's he's definitely a personality that people you're yeah we mentioned this you're there you're with him or against him yeah okay um next one down the list our third blake griffin blake i did uh an artist that came out of the gates really hot just top of the game so much promise and then they followed up with like some i won't say some underrated hits but they kind of fell off over the years and then they would show up like eight years later which i would would argue with another just like banger but just like kind of but they kind of remained at the status totally uh yeah yeah yes yeah okay i i i was thinking of the ias for blake as well and i because uh-huh. i wasn't I, I there was like there was like a key personality trait that I went with that didn't line up with the AAS, but I totally see it because like kind of been around, and they they stick around. They're still a household name. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so, every now and then you get it. You get a banger here and there. Yeah, and I think like they're all like individually like still geniuses, but maybe <laughs> they're just like they got other shit going on. Like got comedy going on, you know, just like oh, we'll get back together to to play a festival right. or. I'll join the Nets for two months and maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna have their their Nets year. Uh, there's the brand synergy. Bring it back to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Um, okay, so you mentioned the comedy with Blake. I kind of I honed in on that. Blake Griffin, he's a he's a good time. He's fun. Yeah, he does he does this comedy thing. He's also just like fundamentally talented like i love how he started off super athletic and then like changed his game to be like a three-point shooter mm-hmm. uh but he's just the epitome of fun so i'm on wolfpack oh okay i just feel like you can't like like you're listening to wolfpack you're like you're just you, you can't help but bob you know it's just like they're just a fun time yeah you can't be there's not like Volpec haters out there like you're just yeah like, and I, I can't imagine like why people would like hate blake griffin yeah, I mean, maybe it's because like, if you're a Pistons fan, you're like, wait, where's <laughs> where's this Blake we had? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some, and I would it's like I wish him well. There was like the weird breakup with us too, where the Balmer, like, yeah, where just like every interview he gave, it seemed like he's like, fuck those guys, and then he's like, yeah, they they actually tried calling me, and I just ignored the call, and she was like, wait, wait, what? And then you're like. <laughs> Wasn't there a thing too where like Balmer went on the court to like shake his hand and he ignored him? He like ran right by him. It's yeah, so it's like funny. Terrible. It's pretty great. Like this is wrestling. It's yeah, so exactly. It's a, yeah. that's the you know that's the the behind the stage promo. Yeah, that's McMahon <laughs> and Undertaker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I love that connection. I'll always stand by that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So our our last one is a uh, a deep cut. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the caveman, Chris Kamen. Yep. I went, uh, like, yeah, it was a deep cut. I felt like it was a little before my time. It was like when this time I wasn't really watching basketball, just watching just playoffs generally. Mm-hmm. And, but like, I knew he was solid. I knew he like was like a fringe all-star. Maybe he was an all-star like once or twice or something. Uh, just like solid, always around long career. Mm-hmm. Um, so for all those reasons and the career comparison again, I went with REM. Like wow, a little before my time. Like everyone tells me, they're pretty solid. Never, I feel like, like that might be an oversell of Chris Kamen. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know if he had any hits or anything. 
they're like a cult uh, following totally like, cult following rem had like like number one hit so, so definitely i take that out i always think of rem as like the cool uh like pavement indie scene that was just like before my time that people thought totally i i feel like rem is like the link between like classic rock and indie rock Mm -hmm. i feel like like there's like the the bands that kind of like have been what long timers you know um and then there's like rem and then like now i feel like wilco is in that territory too so like wilco is kind of like the 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 old timer who's like sticking around totally so i I, yeah i and it feels like no go ahead uh the zoom thing yeah yeah, it feels like time is a big thing too. Like if you're like like Wilco's around in the '90s, so it's kind of like crazy. Like, yeah, like you're here th- three decades later, and they're making cool records. Totally. Like they, yeah, I've, they're like classic. Like I would say they're like like what classic rock is now, quote unquote. It's funny because uh, I feel like I'm gonna sound like the ultimate uh, indie hipster scene dude, but like like I get into like I'll go through a phase like like REM or even like the Tyler record before like not doesn't make me interesting or unique but just like i got into it and and i was like oh this actually was a number one hit and i was surprised it was just like oh this is a vibey record so i (laughs) like i view rem or like wilco the same way but like like i totally forgot rem had like yeah number one hit oh yeah wilco too yeah so it was like i just perceived them as like (laughs) oh like this legacy cool like almost national or something you know just kept in this for sure for a long time yeah yeah no, no breakout singles but <laughs> yeah yeah definitely. yeah you, you look at the catalog as a whole totally <laughs> and i forget that they had it's almost like the radio i think like you forget that creep was started the whole thing but you just yeah you everyone starts from the bends but right creep is what uh bankrolled all that <laughs> definitely definitely yeah um Okay, I, I like that pick. I was more shallow, <laughs> and I went okay. phys- based on physical appearance. The only redhead in rocker. He is he is a, such a unique looking dude, and he looks so metal. Uh huh. Like he's got like the the thinning hair, but also he like later in his career grew the big beard. Yeah, like the blonde beard. He just looks so metal. Yeah. And I went with uh, Mastodon. Oh. Yeah, I feel like he looks like he would be in Mastodon. <laughs> you give him a face tattoo, he's yeah, yeah, he's like their bass player or something. He just like his to me, also, his play style was like a little like sludgy, you know. Uh-huh. So I just, yeah, he's got a little bit of like doom metal vibes to himself. That's sick, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I, so now I think I have the task of photoshopping Chris Kamen in the band of Mastodon. <laughs> That's pretty good. Who do you think will so respond first, Mastodon or him? That's a good question. I feel like sometimes you'll get like the retired players who like aren't really doing much these days to chime in. But Mastodon seem like cool dudes. Yeah, I mean they did the split with Feist, which was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 pretty like as far as like genre goes, they they lend they lend out to other genres frequently. Yeah. So so yeah, that's our that's our little uh, our little game. It's pretty, it's pretty it's fun. fun. Yeah, feels like sure. a very specific audience for me. Yeah. I mean that's that's what I found is the people who really appreciate it is like you get two sub major subcategories, and when you get someone who's both, they're just like diehards. Yeah, it's and it's great. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to find you as a diehard as well. So yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, like basketball, sure. I'm in a band. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, yeah. Thanks again for joining. Uh, this, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I had a blast. Uh, what's, uh, what's going on in the indie basketball world? So I will be this, this, we have this episode. Um, and I'm also, we're branching out to do more. I'm trying to do more video stuff and trying to do actually like unique performances, kind of like, you know, like I know you posted recently about like blog attack or like, you know, I don't know if you remember like the yellow couch sessions or whatever. Yeah, I want to do yeah. something uniquely indie basketball and I'm trying to actually build up now to have, maybe we can get some like, per, like unique performances, like on a basketball court or things like that. Sick. So yeah, trying to do more performances and stuff like that. I, I know it started as just like silly Photoshop memes, but like I want to also try and promote, promote like smaller talent because like I feel like I have a platform to get people exposed. So yeah, that's cool. So try yeah, to, you know, try to get some super mellow, uh, uh, not vibe setting half court uh, yeah. halftime games. Yes, exactly yeah maybe maybe we can uh schedule uh, to try and get people to do like uh all all indie band team get like two bands playing five on five <laughs> i mean i feel like the king of this world is uh the celebrity game mvp win butler He's it's like, win butler and justin vernon they both are are ballers justin balls too he does yeah there's he there was a there was a, a picture i think there was there was like a, a music, musician's tournament uh-huh. and win butler justin vernon and julian casablancas uh, i know julian loves it he, he's a big mets dude i know yeah yeah but yeah there's i think um i don't want to say albert hammond jr as well but maybe i need to get in this pickup game i know right oh, yeah. it's I, I want to host. I want to host the all indie tournament. Three we three. Uh, we toured with Arcade Fire a long time ago, and Taylor, um, one of the singers in my band, he went and played a pick, just a random pickup game with Win, <laughs> like in a random city. And he was he taking it, it seriously? Oh, he was. He was like, I guess a little embarrassed because there's like randoms, you know, go to YMCA in Cincinnati right. or whatever. And he said, just Win was just like the dude in the gym, just like. And I mean, that's probably why he won the MVP, just like going hard. Yelling oh, yeah. at strangers and like aggressive rebounds, but uh, totally. And that's he's like awesome. six six or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And you know, it's uh, Canadians, man. They 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 love they love basketball. <laughs> they they love Toronto. Um, cool, man. Yeah. So so what? Uh, you mentioned some stuff for local natives. Are there, are there any dates soon that you want to talk about? uh yeah i don't know this comes out we're playing the greek in la there's i don't think there's any tickets so yeah. uh come if you are <laughs> uh august 14th we play berkeley september something with sylvanesso they're cool. good buds and then um that's kind of it <laughs> then uh my label chewing ink we're we're putting out uh, a single every month for the rest of the year so oh awesome um, put out this artist, Amatola, she's amazing. Um, this band, The Gloomies, this New York band, or this a dude, two dudes. Um, yeah, that's what's on there. Cool. And then uh, Ellen 
LP5 2022. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, everyone uh, check that out. And uh, yeah, thanks again for joining, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one.